the 38th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the pizza to my pepperoni, Brandon Gross. Oh, maybe it's a New York City pizza pie, huh? Hey, it's a pizza pie. Brandon, I just had pizza for dinner, so I said, hey, you know what? Why why look for inspiration when it hits you in the face? Hey, nothing like a good old New York slice of pizza. The grease drips off, and the, the cheese, when it pulls, oh, baby, to be a bit Oh, baby, it's good. Brandon, you know, though, that this pizza wasn't a, wasn't a good pizza. I talked to you about this pre-recording, but uh, I'm in a little bit of a, a weird roommate situation that involves food i know you said that there you got a bundle of avocados and pepperoni and it was just it was stolen from a film set is this correct uh, okay not stolen i think it was given but you know general idea yeah my roommate was working on a subway commercial set as a pa and at the end they had pounds and pounds and pounds of leftover food that they distributed amongst anybody who wanted it and so he he texted the roommate chat was like hey if you want to split an uber home for me i'll carry as much food as i possibly can into the uber and we can eat like king <laughs> and that was probably a week ago now and we've had and, some meal that has had a subway ingredient ever every day since then and to clarify though for the people that are in the film world yes this was like the crafty it wasn't like the the stuff they were filming for the subway commercial, right? This was like the craft services for the cast and crew. I'm assuming so. It was a subway shoot, though. So it was like, was all subway food. So their crafty was all subway food, I'm assuming. Pizza, but it was though? Pi- not pizza. pizza. No, it was like pepperonis. So for like oh, an Italian so sandwich or something. Oh, so you guys made the pizza. And then we made I the pizza with I'm the leftover cheese. Michael, my roommate, makes a wonderful focaccia. So we did a pan pizza. Oh, um, that's nice. Made a focaccia through some of the mozzarella. They gave us a bunch of marinara sauce. We have like a liter of, of pre-prepped marinara sauce from Subway now. So... Use some of that for the pizza. We had a bunch of shredded mozz, some shredded cheese, you name it, baby. Who We've been knew like that Subway could lead to making pizza? You know, the, the it doesn't make sense to me. I would be like, you make a sub. You don't make pizza. You what don't type make of a pizza. Wait, was there, is there mozzarella? There was shredded mozzarella. There was sliced okay. mozzarella, so we were good. And then um, You're like, no, we were using cheddar. I'm no, like, we were, <laughs> Yeah, using just a, a general cheddar blend. Yeah. Um, I made a pasta. I did like a pepperoni meatball chicken broth sauce cooked down pasta that was pretty good that sounds pretty good um, lots of subs we've just officially run out of the italian herbs and cheeses bread which was the only bread that we were offered wait so, how many days has this been going i think last tuesday austin came home with everything and i'm That's not funny. joking i haven't bought food i mean i've gone to the grocery store to buy ingredients for the meals that I was going to make, but I haven't purchased any food. I haven't really done anything. To buy other. some mustard for your sandwiches. Buy some mustard or like I got some, uh, I like the aforementioned pasta I got. Um, yeah, man, we're rolling in style over here. It's pretty so, good. So really you're testing to see if Subway does ha- help people lose weight. You're testing the Jared theory. Yes. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm uncomfortable agreeing to being compared <laughs> to Jared at all in any circumstances. But did wait, did yes. I ever tell you that um, my dad has a picture on Facebook of him with Jared because what before pre Jared getting arrested for being a monster, monster yeah. um, he, I guess he came up to one of the radio stations my dad worked at and there's a picture of him on Facebook of my dad and Jared just in front of like the radio station step. Oh repeat, my just God. Like, mm, here he is. And my dad is not taking it down, but no, it is up there. No, I was just about to ask, is he taking it down? Up there. No, still there. Brandon, as his son, you are you are contractually obligated to alert him to any such transgressions. It's good. I can blackmail him if need be, so it's <laughs> okay, fine. All right, that's good. But you've been good, man. How's your week been? I know you're uh, at home now. I know it's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of did a, a post-birthday celebration with my folks. Did oh, some that's ice wonderful. cream cake. Went to a restaurant that I think gave us all a bad stomach. So okay. you know, was the food uh, good at least? At the time, yeah. So I guess that's not bad. I had some Nashville style hot chicken. That's oh, that'll, right. That'll recommend. When in Rome, you know. Yeah. But other than that, I've been working. 
Um, I don't know. You know, the usual shit. Nothing special here. Yeah, just hanging. Just hanging. You you know this, but the audience doesn't know this. I've been I've been stranded for Christmas two years in a row now, my dude. Omicron is not, is not taking any survivor. Well, that's probably the wrong terminology to use, but it's not taking any, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not. It's, 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 it has it, victims, but not health it's it's a long thing. You yes. can't get into it. Yes, 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 yes. I uh yeah, I have just been overly exposed to COVID over and over again because this thing is spreading like wildfire in New York City right now and I uh had to make the executive decision uh or my parents and I had to make the collective executive decision to kind of uh, put the Christmas trip on hold. So hopefully going in sometime in February, maybe January if this if this is a an expedited process, a quick process, but as of right now, no, I'm home for the holidays again, my guy. Round two. I know. I'm sorry that that uh, you know New York has been uh, the number one target of of one Mister Omicron. I assume it's a man, <laughs> of and uh, but I apologize that you're you're a holiday victim, not a health victim. I'm glad you're healthy, and I'm glad you also have some friends there that are also staying for the holidays. Thank goodness. But you know what? Have your folks. They keep the tree up an extra month. Do a January 25th. I'd, hopefully we're better by then. Mm, okay. And go down there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, just push it back a month. Who cares? I um, Yeah, I'm lucky. There are some people in town that I know. My a couple roommates or a roommate is staying now. Um, so I'll be, I'm will be. i not going to be alone. I got my cats first off. And then uh, my good friends Chris and Jen are here. And my good friend Danny's here. Uh, yeah, it's just... So you're going to do a, a friend's Christmas? A, a, uh, I don't know. There's Friendsgiving. Yeah, I can't think I of know, like a I creative... I trying to think of the same thing. Like a... a uh, Christmas? Well, your friend Chris is there, so you do it at Chris's place. It's Christmas. There you go. That's a Christmas. Yeah, I like that. Um, So, yeah, so we're just going to be chilling. It's a bummer, but you know, got to make the best of a bad situation, unfortunately. And that's just, uh, this is just kind of going to happen until this thing ever, if it ever goes away. Do you think maybe Omicron is uh, is fighting the war against Christmas? It's been Omicron this entire time. (laughs) Omicron's running around saying happy holidays. (laughs) (laughs) It's Joe Biden wearing a a mask of a COVID uh, thing. Yeah, somebody needs to to tell Omicron that uh, it's time to keep the Christ in Christmas, okay, Brandon? Hey, Omicron, take it easy. Uh, Jesus is the reason for the season, okay? Omicron's the reason that Starbucks changed their cups, Brandon. I don't know if you know that. Dude, Omicron is the reason that we had Barack Hussein Obama wow, as president. Omicron, how dare you? No wonder the no, no wonder the Republicans aren't wearing masks and aren't taking vaccines. Well, actually, you'd think that they'd want the vaccine. They'd want to kill Omicron if Omicron was, you know, taking the Christ out of Christmas and electing Democrats into office. Maybe that's how we get them to take the vaccine. Whoa. Is if we say that Omicron is is a. Uh, is fighting the war on Christmas. It's on the front lines of fighting the war on Christmas. Omicron just is George Soros, it sounds like. <laughs> Dude, Omicron does control the media. Omicron oh my God, it makes media. sense. It makes humongous multi-million dollar donations to the, the National Democratic Convention every year. Yeah, it's pretty insane out there. Oh my God, we're fig- we just, we just, this isn't a baseball pod. It doesn't matter. There's no baseball to talk about. That's this true. Is this is a yeah. conspiracy pod and uh, we're breaking new ground. We're the new Ronan Farrow. We're the new Ronan Farrow. Yeah, this is, uh, this was also barely a baseball pod when baseball was going on too so you're giving us that is true that is true um brandon we got a lot to talk about this week we got a lot to talk about this week we watched another movie i almost said bad movie but i'll tell you my opinions as we start talking about it because i don't think it's inherently bad um i think it does what it intends to do um and uh but first and foremost your mets have made a move my friend the offseason is not dead it turns out not dead and who to carry it but the but the steve cohen mets you know i mean obviously they well they were one of two teams looking for a manager they hired buck showalter as expected kind of like yeah. that was the name that we heard even before the offseason was done like buck showalter has been the name mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he's the, probably the one 
veteran guys since Larusa and Dusty Baker are managing already. Yeah. And it's kind of funny how all these guys came back. Like you'd think that Larusa and Baker were like toast, especially Larusa since he's already inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, what does he want but, to come um, back for? Yeah, so I, I guess it's interesting how there is a movement in baseball. Either you're hiring these young uh, analytics based, maybe never played the game before players mm-hmm. uh, to to manage like a Kevin Cash type. I know he did actually play the game, so that's a bad example. But, but you know, know what I'm talking. saying? Yeah. Um, the Brandons or, and Sams of the world. Exactly. Us. You know, yeah. they talked to us. They weren't interested. They, they weren't thought interested. we were too smart. They, <laughs> they said didn't like too our good pitch. at numbers. Yeah, they didn't like our pitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Buck Showalter is now the manager of the Mets. I'm okay with this. All I right. think it's fine. I mean, you know, the manager is not going to make or break uh, a team, I don't think. Um, obviously, there was some talk that maybe Louis Rojas didn't have a control of, of, of the, the, the Mets last year. Yeah. Could be BS. I don't know. Um, but I guess what you have to look at is for those of you that wanted a Joe Espada or uh, one of those other young guys that I was talking about, um, you know, look at who was in the World Series last year. It was Brian Snicker and Dusty Baker. Yeah, truly, just like the oldest of old classic baseball dudes. I do want to say, I don't want to push back on a point you made, um, that the manager doesn't matter that much in baseball because the movie we watched for this week's episode suggests That's otherwise, I, Brandon. I know. It fits <laughs> so well. That's what I'm saying. I tweeted, I said, Mets hired an old guy, and this is a young guy. And this is a young guy. The youngest of guys. Not even a guy. A boy. A young boy. A, bo- a young boy. Um, um, but yes, I... I uh, I'm okay with it. I think it's good. The Mets have a veteran team now. Uh, mm-hmm. The rumor was that Max Scherzer wanted wanted Buck. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and also it seems universally praised from Manny Machado to Adam Jones. They seem to like Buck Showalter, and and I feel like uh, you know they probably the, Steve Cohen and Billy Epler aren't dumb, so I'm sure they asked him like what his relationship is to yes. a new wave front office, and the Mets have a 30 plus analytics staff, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they talked to him, and I'm sure he is pro that. You know, He's embracing I mean, it. Yeah, he wasn't... Although I did find a video that has not circulated, but I found it. Uh-oh. And it's him and Jim Leland, legendary manager, Marlins and uh, oh, Tigers Jim Leland, and Pirates. Yes. I thought you said Jiminy Link. And I was like, who's Jiminy Link? Are Jiminy you? Cricket, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Jim Leland. Um, and there's... Someone asks about about analytics, and he says... Uh, Buck Schalter is like pro, but then he said, you know what, though? If we asked any of these guys to make a decision, an in-game decision... Uh, they would be, uh, I think he said plop or something. No, he said plop, plop which is like, it's like, no, it's pop. He said, oh, okay. Okay. And so he's saying like a fake analytics term. He said, that's pissing out your pants or oh something like that. All right. like, I love oh, that. No, this is like eight years ago. Okay. But so, I mean, yes, he still has some of that old school mentality, but yes. we'll see how he rounds out the coaching staff. They might have some younger folks there. And I think they'll provide him with as much information as all the progressive teams are providing their coaching staff. So we'll see how it works. Um, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. You just got to round out the team more when, when you can make signings and trades again. I agree. I agree. I think it's good. I, like you said, I think a veteran uh, leadership in that locker room will be more successful. Love Luis Rojas, but like, not, I obviously not a veteran leadership. So we'll see what happens with them. And I mean, I think it was, uh, it was clear that they were going to approach this season, at least from a managerial perspective, but a little different. They didn't want to, to roll out another young guy and see what happens. So uh, yeah, I think it's good. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean the NL East now has uh, mostly old older managers, right? I'm thinking about it. I mean everyone but uh but uh I guess Davey Martinez is uh, younger and Mattingly is younger than the other guys, but I mean must have old a, veteran veteran dudes for the most part. People have been doing it for a while, not like first round guys. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know how much this changes your chances of the of of success. Like you said, I'm not sure how much 
a manager will how many wins or losses a manager can hypothetically add barring some like egregious decision making mistakes but um yeah i think it'll be good i think it'll be good i think it'll hopefully be able to control the chaos a little bit more i mean there were so many mess stories last season about rats or raccoons and you know just a bunch of crap going on and doing Mets stuff um and i think this will probably maybe not completely stifle it but uh, maybe slow it down a little bit so um which for me, obviously, not great. You know, I love the Mets drama. Please, I love when Mets are Mets. But for everyone's you, trying to keep the LOL Mets alive, and I'm sure that when there's any minor indiscretion, people are going to lose their shit. But it's dying, and people have to accept that. So you got to look mm. look elsewhere. Look at the mm. Phillies. All right, they're funny. LOL Phillies doesn't roll off the tongue nearly as well, though, Brandon. Uh, you do Lilies. Uh, oh, okay. Phillies. Phil. Okay, that sounds the like Phil-lolies? halal chicken. Phillies. Okay. Phillies. Phillies chicken. You know. Halal, falal. Yeah, you know you're good. This is good. I like. I like. Oh, this God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brandon. So we teased this already, but we did do um, another movie review on this week's episode. Um, Brandon, you suggested this movie. Uh, it's called Little Big League, a 1994 release by a um, a directorial debut and also a directorial exit. This man only directed one movie, and it was this movie. Um, written, or at least screenplay credits, goes to somebody with his last name, so I'm assuming it was a brother or a sibling of some sort. Um, didn't get story by credits, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting movie. So you suggested this movie to the pod. You threw it out there in the text and I agreed, obviously, because so what else are we going to do? It's fucking December 20th. Um, is there a, is there a reason why this movie came to mind? Is this an old classic? Of well, yours, I, or? No, I had never really seen this one, but I thought it would be funny and, and kind of goofy to, mm-hmm. to review it. And it just so happened, I think it coincided well, like I said, with the Buck Walter hiring, old manager new manager yes um yeah i don't know i just it's just such a silly concept and uh, i feel like rookie of the year with the with the kid who pitches for the cubs is yes. such a heavily cited mm-hmm. one i was like i think this one's the stepchild of it so i want to find out why i want to find out what the deal is uh off the top great baseball player cameo is probably the best all Dude, time yes absolutely of course don't know Which who I- they knew to get th- get these people but it was a a a plus a plus mvp plus. cy young players even, even some dudes that were just like there like there's a rafael palmero uh doesn't sighting, say a he word doesn't do anything yeah. other than like miss a tag <laughs> that's really yeah. about it uh, but yeah so let's set the stage for this movie brandon so like we said this movie was released in wait do we say the name of it yeah little big league yes little um, big league okay it was released in 1994 we said it was directed by andrew scheinman and screenplay credits go to adam scheinman so they have to be related right um, starring Luke Edwards, Timothy Busfield, and Ashley Crow were the three main leads, I would say. And um, yeah, I'm curious what the budget was. I couldn't find it on IMDb. Hold on. IMDb changed their stuff, so it's been a little bit more difficult to find the stuff that... Okay. Uh, no budget, but it does have box office. How much do you think it grossed in the US and Canada? Or worldwide? It was This is the same number. Uh, 35 mil. That's so generous. No, it was uh, 12.3 million. Ah, <laughs> no, that's damn. not great. Okay. What was um, the budget? Yeah, I can't find the budget. It's not on... Unless mm. No, they might, they might have moved it to IMDb Pro, which I've just dug my heels in and refused to, uh, refused to check out. But So made 12.3 billion, billion. Oh, my God. Million. Um, there's no way that the budget was less than that. Because this is something that we talked about last week or two weeks ago, I guess, when we did Major League, which is, again, an entire stadium of extras in this movie. And at the it's the end credit scene that we can talk about. But... Like uh, as far as as budgets go and allocating budgets, you'd assume that those extras were an incredibly expensive, um, expensive. Did investment. you? I know you're fascinated by this because when we watched Major League, you mentioned this. Yeah. Did, did you find out on this one if this was really full full stadium? So my guess was, and again, we're just jumping straight to the end of the movie. I saw on the clock in the stadium that it was ten thirty five p.m. So I was wondering if it was a seven o'clock first pitch, 
and then they asked the stadium like uh, fans to stick around, filled it out a little bit more, and then shot this shot their scenes, and then let everybody go home if they wanted to. That was my guess. Wow, that's that's interesting. See, my thing with that is, I feel like there would have had to be so much prep on the field. Yeah, true. That they couldn't have done that unless they did it reverse, where they said, "Hey, we're gonna." Uh, get yeah. everyone to react then we're gonna everyone can leave and then we're filming the more intimate or close-up show yes and also the ten thirty-five uh clock is not an indication that that was actually the real time you know who knows that could have been anything mm-hmm. um are you looking up the budget were you able to find it i was not no i wasn't able to find it okay bummer i'm gonna assume it was some it was a pretty low budget because there was not a not a lot of famous actors but all right brandon so the movie we'll get into it we'll get into it so the movie starts um, and it, it starts off with a very funny gag where, uh, through, through some base running snafus, three little leaguers all up in the same base. And they're like, well, they're all safe. They're all out. First off umpire, you should know that that's not true. They're not all safe. That argument is immediately like, what is this coach doing in what world are three people legally allowed to stand on the same base? That, that was just, uh, just obviously not the, not the right choice. Did you pick up who one of the coaches was? Jeff Garland. Jeff dude. Garland. Jeff what? Garland with the one line. If you're not familiar with Jeff Garland, he is uh, Larry Bird's, Larry Bird, oh my God, <laughs> Larry David's <laughs> co-star in Curb Your Enthusiasm and a, and a very, very funny actor. And also actor. recently canceled, I think, this week. Oh, um, this week? I think this week he was canceled, yeah. Was it sort re- of. Okay, I'll look into that it after was, the... Yeah, yeah. It, it, he's on the Goldbergs, too, and I think he was like verb, verbally abusive to people on oh, set. Oh, okay. All right. So just an so, actual... No, yeah, just... No. Yeah, just L.A. shit, you not know, a, like Hollywood yeah. shit. Not, not. I don't. I'm not downplaying it because he probably was a monster, but not creepy or anything. Topical. Okay. Yeah. So he, Jeff Garland's in it, um, and the umpire. There's a kid on deck, and the umpire goes up, and he's like, "Hey, Billy, what do I do here?" So first off, we've got there's some there's some clear uh, uh, there's some clear. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, one side, like this kid is very clearly going to favor uh, uh, his team, but he doesn't. He said. Man, this guy's on. This guy's safe. The other two are out, which is kind of what I thought would have happened. Like, what did? Where was your head during that scene? Uh, I I don't know. I wasn't thinking through it. I was just mindlessly watching, going, "That's Jeff Garland." That's Jeff Garland. I like him. So I was like, I'm pretty sure that it's two dudes out, one guy on safe, one guy safe on third. Um, but they do this to introduce Billy, the the lead character of the movie, who's um uh showcased as not being an incredibly talented baseball player but an encyclopedia of baseball knowledge and reference something that happened in the 1920s. This dude, for a kid that was like 11 and in the like the mid-90s, no kid in the mid-90s is referencing stuff from 1920s. And he does this throughout the entire movie. He just like has an encyclopedic knowledge of like old, old baseball and never makes reference to anything like after the 40s. Like it feels like he's constantly like flexing his baseball knowledge muscles by being like, well, Ty Cobb did this or, you know, like, uh, or Walter Johnson did this, but. Never he's, a, he's a big time mansplainer or boy splainer. He's a boy splainer. Do you have like a, do you ever remember doing anything like this? Like as a kid though, doing like baseball trivia or anything? I have a one weird uh, reference or one weird memory that I'm not drawing. Not really. I mean, I definitely was knowledgeable of like Brooklyn Dodgers stuff, Jackie Robinson, uh, Sandy Koufax. But I, I, no, I don't think I was ever like, I was never boy splaining. Not okay. a boy splainer. Never a boy splainer. I would, I have this memory of, I forget. I think it was my my uh, elementary school friend Joey Stark. I was going to baseball camp during the summer with him, uh, and his either his dad or he did or had this old book of baseball trivia questions. And on the way to baseball camp, we would just like ask each other questions and, and try to guess the right answer. So that was the closest I got to boy splaining baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a boy splaining competition. You weren't that's like, true. Look, you know, we, so we, weren't, I... we weren't well actuallying anybody. 
Mm-mm, you're you're not a well actually type of guy. But I think that's because though his uh, Billy Haywood's uh, grandfather mm-hmm. played by. Uh, legendary actor, and I, I know, know yeah, Jason I, Robards of all the president's men in uh, Magnolia. Magnolia, yeah, I think he's a he's a triple crown uh, Emmy was an Emmy Tony Oscar winner. Yes, that sounds right to me. So he's a monster of an actor. He's the he plays the his grandfather and the owner of the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins, yes. Yeah, so he uh, so you find out very quickly that Billy gets his love for baseball from his grandfather's ownership of the Twins. Now this movie does something that. Uh, 25 years later feels weird which is glorify billionaires <laughs> this movie is yes. very, very pro like these are the good guys um, we'll get to a scene in particular that really stuck with me but it's like he's down to earth like Billy's talking to his friends being like is your uncle or your grandfather richer than this guy and he's like he can essentially suck my dick is what he's not <laughs> yeah. I'm paraphrasing here he obviously didn't say that but that was the idea um, so yeah so the grandpa comes in they have a he goes, there's Billy, themes of nepotism and white entitlement I mean themes I would say just, just straight up <laughs> movie yeah it is the movie um so they show some scenes of billy going in the locker room he's he's best friends with all the players on the team he knows everybody um there's also a weird scene where so grandfather is i'm assuming they never say if billy's dad just like left them or was dead i don't think it's ever explicitly explained but the the father's not in the picture he has a single mom and his his fatherly figure is his grandfather um i i have a really good fun fact about the mom i don't know if you know this Ashley Crow. No, what is, what's her fun fact? Okay, this you're going to like this. This is a Mets connection. This is a current Whoa. day baseball connection. Whoa, okay. Uh, Miss Crow, her son is Pete Crow Armstrong. Who no the Mets way. Drafted, really? Yeah, who the Mets drafted in the first round of 2019 and traded for Javi Baez Dude. at this last year's deadline. How funny is that? That's insane. I had no insane? idea. That's so yep. cool. What a fun fact. How'd you find that? I remember when they drafted Pete Cromstrom, people picked up on it like within a day. They're oh like, my that's god! The, like his mom is the mom from from uh, Little Big League. That's so funny! What a great! I had no idea. That's so Isn't that great. fun. That's really fun. Um, but Grandpa uh, starts to talk to Mom and being like, "You got to have a father figure." Um, after a vaguely, not vaguely, pretty like a pretty openly flirtatious scene between a, a, one of the younger ball players and the mom, um, he Grandpa approaches the house and is like. Billy could really use a fatherly figure. And then as I tend to do with these movies, quoted something very strange that, that didn't, didn't <laughs> sit well with me, which is yeah. the grandpa says, um, uh, Billy's, he's like, and I can think of a couple things that a man can do around the house for you too. wink, wink. And I was like, is Billy's grandfather trying to get his mom laid? What the hell's going and on here? Exactly. So I assume, yeah, because he says about his son. So I assume his yes. son was uh, was her husband. Who I assume her. passed away. Yes, yes. Um, so weird and also what made me laugh is that's definitely the last thing he said to her because the character <laughs> dies yeah, the next scene that's so true oh my god that's so funny i did not even think about that yeah so spoiler alert uh grandpa croaks um after billy makes a science project so that they could go see roger clemens the rocket pitch in person the i think the grandfather says the greatest strikeout pitcher of this generation um which is funny considering who makes a cameo later in the movie um, or not even a cameo, just like a straight up appearance. Um, mm-hmm. He says, he's, I miss seeing Walter Johnson as a kid, and I don't want to deny this kid's opportunity to see Roger Clemens. Well, you did, buddy, because you croaked before the game started. What were you thinking? You croaked. You can't go to a Roger Clemens game after Grandpa croaks. You can't die and then go see the rocket. What are you doing? Um, so, yeah, so so he dies. And this is when the movie starts to get off the rails a little bit. Not that it wasn't already, but um, so the, they're, they're at his funeral. And this is another thing of, like, glorifying billionaires that I thought was weird is, like, 
every player is incredibly somber and like this guy wasn't an owner he was a father figure to me or like he was he was just like a, a just really really gassing up grandpa here which is just not something i think we would see in contemporary sports culture uh definitely not right now <laughs> oh not right now that's for sure not in the middle of a lockout yeah it's uh it's interesting because i i guess you know different times so you certainly wouldn't be uh Vilify, you'd be vilifying them yes. nine at the times, which Major League did with mm-hmm. with their owner, yes. which is which was the the a lot of death too. Yeah, which they like the dying <laughs> the, the the dying of a owner and the turning over to someone else. Yes, yes, either fitting or not fitting, fitting or not fitting. Um, I think what made me laugh though is how it seemed like everyone was so chill that yes. like. The kid got the team. <laughs> Dude, that was the other weird part. So, like, yeah. So, the next thing they do is they're meeting with attorneys. And they're, um, the, the attorney approaches the mom and the and Billy. And it goes, hey, there's something that your grandfather, a video that he wanted to play for you in case you die. Uh, in case he, di- he died, he wanted to show Billy. Now, the, there's a little thing about that really kind of like a time and place of this movie, which is he tapes it over a basketball game that he had watched. Um, so, he had, like, videotaped a live basketball game and then reused that tape to record his... Uh, his like uh, essentially telling Billy that he's going to be the owner of the Minnesota Twins now, um, right. and it made me ask you: Do you have any any recollection as a kid of like having an old VHS live tape of a movie or a television show or something that you watched a lot? Um, see, I don't remember. I remember like taping over things. Yes. And that was like a big decision. Like I feel like that's when you like called a family meeting and you're Can like, I "Are do we going to?" Can we tape over this? Yes. Is this allowed? Because that was it. It was gone. That's so funny. So I don't, uh, I don't remember anything in particular that I was like, that I needed. To, I What I remember vividly, though, was like when I went to New York as a kid, uh, Conan, when he was in New York, he we didn't go to see Conan, but we went to like his, like the NBC store or something. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, did yeah. a thing where like you could like, because Conan used to have like the driving desk. Okay. So yes, and he I had like that. a video where you could like drive with Conan. Oh, and that's then you get a VHS of it. That's cool. So I, so I have that somewhere, which I would not tape over because no, I'm sure that's no, somewhere no. and it's hilarious. So that's uh, fun. I don't know. What about you? So yeah. So tis the season. My biggest memory of this one is the Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. I don't know. Like we, like our copy of Tim Allen's The Santa Claus was just a live VHS recording of what it act like of a of a live broadcast on television. So we would like have to fast forward through commercials to go to the next That's scenes. funny. Or like at the very end it would be like rolling credits as it was previewing the next program that was to come on. So that's my memory. My Did memory. you end up remembering some of the commercials like memorizing them? You're like, "Oh yeah, here's the here's the uh, Sears commercial." That's a great question. I don't remember. This was like old old memories like digging into the vault here. Like I was pr- like probably like early mid 90s, mid to late 90s I'd say. So this is not something that I have like a strong recollection of, but I do remember just the that being taped and watching it as a kid a lot. But anyway, so in the movie, after he tapes over what appeared to be a Chicago Bulls game. Also, does this take place in Chicago, but he owns the Twins? Did you pick up on that? Why'd you, why is that? No, I didn't Because when this. he's, there's a later scene where Billy is just like playing pickup baseball with some kids and it's, and it's set in Chicago. And then there's like all the, all the kids in the movie are wearing like Bulls stuff and like they're taping over what? a Bulls game. Yeah, that was just the impression. I totally I missed this. Maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. I wonder if they have filming locations on uh, on IMDb. But yeah, that was the impression that I was under. Um, but let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Details, country of origin. Okay, filming locations. Yeah, Chicago and Minnesota. Oh, wait. Chicago Avenue, Minnesota. Wait, that's the Metrodome. Um, no, it seems like a... Well, no, there's some stuff shot in Chicago. But no, it does seem like it was shot primarily in Minnesota. So I guess I was wrong, Brandon. 
That is funny though. They did film scenes and they're like, "We're not going to even fake it." They're like, "Wear your bullshit, kids. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't get any Minnesota Wild gear." Yeah, uh, what are we going to do? Put you in, yeah, put you in some Chicago uh, FC. I tried to think of their soccer team, couldn't think of it. Um, but yeah, the fire so, the Chicago Fire. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, so Billy is gifted posthumously the ownership of the Minnesota Twins. Now, if this were to happen in real life, ownership group steps in immediately and says you're not allowed to give a team to a 12-year-old. There's got to be a rule about that, right? Has to be a rule. And I and I feel like... So you have to think now, if an owner dies, it probably it goes to the family. So yes. like George Steinbrenner died, his yes. sons took over. Yes. End of story. Mm-hmm. Yes. If Steve Cohen dies, it would go to his wife. You would uh, assume so, yes. It, it, exactly. So it... And I guess what's weird is, like, wouldn't it go, if he had no siblings, yes. if his son was his only son and he passed away, wouldn't it go to Billy's mom? You'd think so, right? That's where it would <laughs> logically go to, yeah. Logically, I but think. For whatever reason now, again, this was, like, a owner being cute and, like, an owner would never fucking do this. Owners only look at their teams as, like, a, um, like a, a revenue source and not as, as like, a oh, we can lose a little money here as long as we're having a good time and we give our, our billion-dollar franchise to a 12-year-old. Um so I thought the uh, continued the like the portrayal of owners as being like the good protagonists when in actuality they're not like that. Um, but yeah, so he Billy goes to school. He's the talk of the town. The his his school crush give, asks him for an autograph. His two friends, his two lackeys, are over their heads. They can't believe it. They go to the they go to the um, field. Now this is a this is, like made me feel like a kid again. And one of the kids goes, "Let's see if I can make the throw from third to first base." And I was like, "Yes, that is actually like one of those things that is way more difficult than you realize when you're a kid." It yeah. would be difficult now if oh, we did dude, that. Yeah, <laughs> softball games. I struggle to throw from third to yeah. first. Um, but yeah. So uh, also, did you notice that the outfits these kids were wearing is just like clothes our friends wear now? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah just like baggy all the, <laughs> all the vintage 90s flannels and like those, uh, yeah. those like poorly uh patterned t-shirts is just stuff it's that... like wow all of our friends look like billy eilish you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly um but yeah so billy becomes the talk of the town now um so he gets into a little bit of argument with the manager um so the manager of the of the twins currently is an old man who screams a lot very old school billy doesn't like the way he talks to the players blah 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 so billy is farina that's yeah. the from what the, what show did you recognize? From him? everything, I don't know. He's always around. He's one of the main detectives in Original Law and Order. When I was going through his IMDb, oh. I was like, "That's why he looks so familiar." He's been in like 150 episodes of Law and Order. Yeah, he's just that guy. Yeah, he's a, uh, this movie is so, is full of that guys, like just people that you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is a character actor that I recognize. I don't know where I know them from, but that's like, the general manager is also one of those dudes um, who apparently was in Veep, I think. But yeah, so. Um, so the manager, classic law and order character. There's also a great quote that one of the kids say, um, which kind of made me think that the politics of this movie are maybe a little bit better than they than the, or at least they aged better than I thought. One of the, one of the Billy's lackeys says, "Quote: If you're rich, you don't have to be smart. That's the whole beauty of this country." <laughs> yes, <laughs> referring to, yes, 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 yes. Referring to Billy not having to go to school if he was going to be an owner of a yeah. sports team, which I thought that's was funny. that kid grew up and he's Bernie Sanders now. You know <laughs> that what? was baby Bernie Sanders. It was. Um, so some fun stuff starts happening. The, um, Billy's getting called into the principal's office so he can field phone calls from the general manager. They say Ricky Henderson is available, and their people had contacted the Minnesota Twins expressing interest. Ricky Henderson obviously was a, f- a phenomenal, fun baseball player, and so Billy's ears perk up. He goes to, to try to organize some sort of signing or trade or whatever it is, and the manager 
um, says, no, I don't want to do that because I had a bad experience with him when I was the third base coach of the Yankees or something. I don't know what he says. Something along those lines. Yes, I think that's what it was. And they said, you had a bad experience with everyone when you were a third base coach of the Yankees. Yes, yes, a little slight. And so uh, TLDR, too long, didn't read, Brandon. Um, he fires him. <laughs> Billy fires the coach because he's yelling too much. He's not letting him have Ricky Henderson. Nothing, baby. He's not giving him anything. So out also, he goes. Well, since when are we going to the managers for all these decisions? I kind of agree. Yeah, especially like... Too much in this movie. I know they needed it, but the GM is like the queen. He's like a figurehead in this. Yes, he's truly not doing anything other than asking Billy what he thinks of, of this or what he thinks of that. Not making any like decisions himself. Very strange. And yet the coach... Or the manager is just doing everything. This guy's making all the decisions. He's screaming at players. He's setting the locker room culture, Brandon. You know, all that jazz. He's suspending players. He's fining them. What is this? Billy just starts to do the same thing. We'll get into it. But when Billy takes a temporary heel turn, he starts fining and suspending people all over the place. Um, so uh, I, I wrote, the dumbass coach doesn't want Ricky Henderson. Fires his ass. Get him, kid. <laughs> also, Ricky Henderson's demands were like he needs a, a wolf, white wolf An albino hound. wolfhound or something. Got a house and a million dollars. Yeah, it was just really funny. I feel like Ricky Henderson's like, what the hell, man? If I he saw that. I'm sure that's probably true. It adds up in yes, my brain that yes. they're like, Ricky Henderson would want those things. But also, if... He saw that movie and he's like, cool, Randy Johnson's in this. He looks cool. Ken Griffey looks cool in this. Yes. And they're like, Ricky Henderson, he wants a dog made of gold. <laughs> so like, I feel like people would, I feel like he would be upset that he's viewed it. I want porcelain like cars. Yes. What else are you asking for, Ricky Henderson? What's going on? <laughs> um, uh, so fires his ass, get him, kid. So the, he suggests then that why doesn't. Why doesn't Billy himself replace the manager? You know, he's already the owner. He knows so much about baseball as has been established. So they start to run a little test on the kid. They're like, okay, man on third, one out. This is the reliever in. This is who's on bad. He's a switch hitter. This is what happened. What do you do? And Billy passes the test with, with flying colors. Um, and then one of my favorite things happens um, is that, oh, also is that the general manager has to call the commissioner and, and, and beg him to let a 12-year-old manage his baseball yeah. team. <laughs> he's like, come on. A it was a very quick decision. I like to imagine that they uh, that when the Mets hired Buck Showalter, they were also giving him those scenarios yes. of like, okay, there's a guy on first, two outs. <laughs> um, and then also I like to imagine that they had to beg Rob Manford to... <laughs> please, 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 please. Also, they were like, it'll help attendance. We need attendance. So like, if you bring a little kid in, it'll be a, a spectacle. And sure enough, it is. Uh, Billy is then does a press conference, and I say, I wrote... Kid giving a press conference. Now that's comedy. <laughs> it was just a kid on a fucking press stand just being like, oh, isn't this wacky? And all this fun stuff. So Also, I'm not making fun of him because he's a child. He had a vicious unibrow in this. Dude, I almost wrote it down, but I was like, no, that might be too much. But his What was the hair and makeup department doing? What are you I'm doing? Sorry. Yeah, there's no budget. Maybe they did make a, maybe they did turn a profit because <laughs> this is they did not spend a lot of money on much else. Um mm -hmm. And so, yes, that's very noticeable, very strange. He looked like Anthony Davis managing a Minnesota Twins <laughs> uh, baseball team. Um, so he starts to do it. Now, um, he, he addresses the team immediately afterwards, and he's like, listen, I know this is weird. You have a 12-year-old managing your baseball team, but he gives him an ultimatum. He says, if we don't win in the next two weeks, I'll fire myself. I'll fire myself. So he, uh, he steps in to manage his first game. And uh, uh, he's he's on he's, uh, he's going to hang out with his friends and his mom. They're over right by the the home the home uh, the home dugout, hanging out. And he approaches them. His friends give him shit. They they keep telling him who to put in. Kind of this the way the kids kept being like trying to micromanage Billy, being like you should start this guy. Or like you ever thought about bringing him in as the leadoff hitter? It reminded me of like 
when you do like improv or stand up and somebody's like, have you ever thought about doing this joke? What do you think of this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, to me, it's uh, the, those kids were like real life Twitter. Yes. Oh they were my like, God. if they were, if like the twins posted the lineup and they're like, you're, you're batting that guy there. What's the matter with you? He's not a cleanup hitter. Um, and also in t- much like people trying to pitch you jokes or, or skits or whatever sketches, they always want to call them skits. You ever notice that? That people are always like, always you skits. Ch- it's always your little skits. They're little skits. Even stand up. It's, it's just all skits. Their hearts in the right place just like these these little kids are and his mom uh says uh wait come here you have something on your face starts to aggressively wipe billy's face and he's like no they're gonna see and then sure enough what do they do they put him on the big wah, screen wah. he's getting every ah they're all uproarious the crowd's laughing at him at his expense why is that the, the mom most, is so chill about him being a manager truly just the most honestly she very throughout the movie it seems like she doesn't want this to be happening frankly which is the, probably the appropriate adult reaction the only straight straight man or straight woman in the entire thing um is not 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 to be confused with uh with sexuality brandon of course as comedians we know what straight man straight woman means <laughs> but but also it raised the question why is that and it seems to be a reoccurring trope in a lot of the in a lot of kids movies is like the idea of getting your face wiped by your mom is the most embarrassing thing that can happen why do you think that is i think it's the the thing that you know you, you're going in you're all prepared for the first day of school yes and mom goes wait Billy, come back. Yes. He's like, what, mom? And then he just, and then he's oh. like, you got something. And also the kids never have anything on their face. No, it's like a smudge. That happened well, in Harry it's Potter. It's a birthmark. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what my son's face looked like. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was very funny. That laugh, that cracks me up. Um, and where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Uh, oh, and so one of the players, I think it's the catcher. Some of these players were hard. Catcher, yeah. So one of the, some of these players got a little. All of them were like handsome white guys. Yes. Like they did not differentiate. Did, did you reckon? Any of did, sorry, I'm 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 interrupting you. What'd you say? No, no, you're good. I was saying I couldn't differentiate any of them. They all look like the same, like yes, just vague same 90s stereotypical like '90s hot guy. Did you yeah. recognize the the reliever that was like begrudgingly like the the one that was obsessed with money and was constantly trying to get like uh, worried about himself and the finances? You know who I'm talking about? I only recognized two people. I recognized. Uh, uh, Bowers, Bowers, which was, from which was uh, Weekend at Weekend Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's, guy. yes, yes. And then uh, shortstop was real. Baseball player and 1986 Met player Kevin Elster was actually the shortstop no and way. had a few lines. That's yeah, yeah. so wild. That's so wild. I didn't number two. That. Yeah. Um, yes. The, also, the Bauer guy was the best performance. I thought. I thought he was like the only one that had a character who wasn't like this is my thing. Like the money guy. Like I only care about money or the I'm trying to fuck your mom. It was, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, they always have the guy with the handlebar mustache in all of these movies. It's just like, oh, he's just angry. Like grunting and just yeah. angry. Puts a softball spitting tobacco, spitting tobacco in his mouth all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was the best character for sure. I think he was very funny. Also had a good uh, had a good character arc. Came around eventually. Obviously, uh, it's a kids movie, of course. Um, but uh, that guy that was the money hungry relief pitcher is Luke from Gilmore Girls. He's like in every episode of Gilmore Girls in all the seasons. He plays the coffee shop owner. Oh, wait, is this the guy hat. who's like, I'm a free agent? Yeah, I'm a free... And there, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to pitch you every day. So let's see what uh, an unenthusiastic... But he ended up coming around. He comes around as cool. well. But that yes, guy is, yes. is like one of the main characters in Gilmore Girls. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Miranda watches Gilmore Girls every waking moment of the day she watches she watches gilmore girls like you and i watch baseball to be honest with you so um, that's funny yeah Ooh, so, new pod gilmore gilmore guys that already on, exists. let's do it gilmore guy oh round two is it a real thing <laughs> oh yeah dude uh what's his name from um the good place is with one of the wow, co-hosts that's funny probably subconsciously was in my brain probably um anyways anyways so i got off track a little bit there but so the guy the catcher ignores the hit and run sign takes the pitch 
Runner's thrown out at second, and Billy very quickly realizes that he's got a lot of work to do if he wants to convince these grown men to take him seriously. Um, and he's, he does a little thing in the press conference, um, which is like, uh, he says, oh, what I should have, they're like, would you do anything differently? And he's like, I should have I done a hit and run instead of a stolen base, and then looks at the guy, and he feels guilty, who realizes he kind of blew it and was just being selfish. Um, so then... Billy's mom, this is the romantic subplot. All these movies have like romantic subplots to them, it seems, at least the two that we've watched so far. Um, and this one is that the, the all-star first baseman, who I didn't recognize, but it was a reoccurring character on West Wing and like has... Mm, has Timothy Busfeld. Yes, has had other roles. He was roles. like a 90s guy, I feel like. For sure. He's still doing work, though. A lot of these people are still working. Um Except for Pete Crow Armstrong's mom has not done anything for like five years. Um, but yeah, but he uh, he has a crush on his mom, asks his mom out. The mom's going on a date. And this is one of those. There's like a uh, there's a weird moment where his mom comes out and she's like not like dressed in an incredibly elegant dress. Like she's well dressed. Obviously, she's going on a date. But he's like, oh, my God, mom, you look so great. <laughs> and It's like, OK, man, let's fucking let's chill this creepy Oedipus bullshit out. What are we doing here right now? <laughs> There is just weird. There's weird moments in this movie where it's just like I don't like anyone's relationship. There's something yes. very unsettling beneath it. Yes. Um, fun fact: Timothy Busfeld was also in Field of Dreams. He was uh, Costner's brother-in-law. I saw that. I, uh, I mean, another movie we need to watch because Brandon, I've never seen it before. I've seen it. I said I've never seen it before. Oh, I said, oh, you've never seen it. I've never seen it. You're gonna cry. And oh, you're gonna listen, cry. I, I got goosebumps at the end of this movie. You're goddamn right. I'm gonna cry. I feel the dreams. <laughs> if it's a good movie, I'm fucked. I'm done. Um, but yeah, so the kid goes on dates with his mom. Um, oh yes, I put Bowers. Bowers is one of the leads in Weekend at Bernie's. So then they go on a road trip. They're on a road trip. They're I think they're in New York City, maybe even. Um, and they start fooling around. Him and uh, the Weekend at Bernie's guys, Bowers. They they go up. They're dropping water balloons on people's heads. They drop a water balloon on Luke from Gilmore Girls, the the money hungry free agent um, uh, relief pitcher. Um, relief starter, I couldn't tell. I, the, also, these roles... They really blur the lines yeah. in these movies. It's like a Charlie Sheen. But, you know, once again, maybe that's the modern day... You know, it's uh, it, it would work for the playoffs. You know, it's yes. like how they use Charlie Sheen in Major League. Yes. So maybe maybe it's revolutionary. Maybe it's a... Who knows? They were ahead of their time. They were ahead, ahead of their, their time. time. Um, so, but then the weirdest, the weirdest thing in this movie, which is like, again, this is a PG kids movie. Um, they start oh, showing yes. what appears mm-hmm. to be hardcore pornography. <laughs> Billy, who's 11 or 12, gets incredibly excited and is revealed later, ordered 11 times in three days, New Jersey nurses or something. I forget the name the, of the actual thing. Uh, New Jersey night nurses, I yes, think. Yeah, something like that. And it's essentially nurses that are going around fucking patients, and it's hardcore pornography. Yeah, he's Maybe just buying it on the, on the hotel uh, yes. bill, and he's got his chicken fingers and, and fries next to him. <laughs> There's such a weird thing. So he watches, I put kid watches porn on the hotel tv what the hell um the next game he falls asleep in the middle of the game and the joke is that he was up too late watching pornography and fell asleep in the dugout because he was he was too up he was too late partying with coca-cola and strippers out of control out of Just control out of control storyline they're like if you were a kid in the hotel what would you do well, and the kids were like and the and the writers were like i don't know maybe we would watch night nurses in new jersey yes night new yeah i think that was the name of it um and they like showed enough of it that it was uncomfortable for a pg movie like they showed yes. women undressing into into their underwear yes. and like then they filmed away. multiple scenes unless that was taken from a real 
porn film. They filmed multiple scenes yes, <laughs> to, of pornography. to put it on the TV yes. screen. Also, a weird thing was when the mom eventually catches mm-hmm. or she gets a bill that's yes. like, hey, you, you did what? You watched this 11 times. And then days. the kid goes, Bowers made me do Bowers it, which would be horrible and that would be like what do you mean do we need to take you to a doctor is this oh that's a great point is this yeah do we need to call the police (laughs) yeah what's going on with this guy damn i hadn't even thought about that that's funny um and also he was like i'll 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 trade him i'll cut him right now mom (laughs) whatever you want to just like immediately going to throw this guy under the bus for masturbating for the first time that's what it's (laughs) very strange very strange um but yeah, so uh, what, what else happened? So gets caught masturbating. Oh, so then this is when the, the Luke from Gilmore Girls uh, conversation happens where he's like, oh, I guess I just missed the signs there. He was like, why are, did you miss the scouting report? And he's like, I guess I got a bad memory. He's just being an asshole. Um, and he's like, oh, I guess you should just trade me. And he's like, I'm not going to trade you. He's like, well, then just sit me if I'm not going to follow the rules. He's like, I'm going to play you every day. You're a free agent, right? What What's somebody who's like a lackluster relief pitcher going to get on the free market? And then he's like, oh, shit, this kid needs business. I got to I got to step it up. Uh, yeah, dumb, just dumb, dumb. for for a mon- uh, money hungry, yeah, just dumb, just dumb, all very dumb, around. very dumb. Um, he- also, we haven't mentioned this yet, but for some reason, the pitching coach is the only other coach on this team, yes. and he's very involved. Mac, great character, Mac is a character. Great, one of my favorite, a very like classic like eighties guy that is just like continuing to get work in the nineties. Um, gave me a big bad news bears vibe, like that that facial hair was big, like bad news bearsy to me. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so this is when Billy starts to take a turn. So his friends start to notice that he's not showing up all the time. This is what maybe the thing that made me laugh the most in this movie was they bring around this third kid, a replacement Billy, but he can only talk when they let Lloyd, him. Lloyd, right? Lloyd. And they're sitting Lloyd. on his head all the time. They're just fucking with this poor kid. Uh, and then at the, the uh, a little bit of a spoiler, I guess, for later. But then at the end, they're like, hey, when it turns out that we let Lloyd talk, he wasn't such a bad guy after all, <laughs> which kind of made me crack up. Um but yeah, so Billy starts to become a bit of an asshole. Um, so he he decides to go to lunch with Reggie Jackson and staying, instead of hanging out with his friends, which... See, I wonder if they... Because uh, Reggie's not shown in this. I no. was wondering if Reggie... If they like thought they could get him, oh, you know true. what I mean, or maybe if they cut a scene and they did yeah. film something with Reggie, I don't know. I was very curious as to what happened with that. Uh, they definitely like were like, "We're going to lunch." All right, we're back from lunch. Like they just didn't show any Reggie yeah. Jackson scenes. Um, but also, like, if you're a kid and you don't, you just like go to McDonald's with your friends instead of going to lunch with Reggie Jackson. Like, you made the wrong choice. <laughs> I don't care what your your mom's saying that you're like getting away from what matters the most. Uh, no, go hang out with Reggie Jackson. What are you talking about? I wonder, would Reggie Jackson be pro a child coaching? Uh, they said coaching he was. I think Mac is the the pitching coach. Also says he's a big fan of yours. And then Billy's like a big fan of mine. No way. Billy turns into Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> he's a big Me? fan. No way. No yeah, way. The, dude. The whole second act was so weird when he just started doing stand up yeah. in front of a brick wall. He started grinding so at open mics. Yeah, that was very yeah. strange. Um, but the night nurses of New Jersey. <laughs> hey, these are the worst workers I've ever seen. Um, so then his mom catches him watching porn eleven times in three days. I wrote down LMAO. She doesn't catch him watching. It's not. That's not. No, it they get the bill. Than... Yes, they get the bill, and then days after the occurrence, and then he gets in trouble. Yes, um, but it's it's beginning this plot this uh, second act plot change of billy starting to become a bit of an asshole his mom sa- like saying he's not spending enough time with his friends he's starting to be a little meaner he's getting grumpy um uh and it's important to say that at the beginning of the movie billy said it's not about winning it's about having fun and fun. trying your hardest which is just like so clearly the which is funny because like 
remember when Pete Alonso said that he was like, it's fun, it's baseball, and everyone ripped in, into him. Yes, yeah, the, that would not go over well in today's day. But also it was would so not. clear that the the message of the movie was um, was like, oh, this, this kids, don't forget, baseball's about fun. There's a bunch of other scenes later that kind of reinforce that idea. Um, but then we get a Pudge Rodriguez cameo. Yvonne Rodriguez shows up. Did you notice that? Amazing. Him and Palmer was at first base. Yeah. Uh, just monster cameos in this, and like Between neither the of them said anything. Pudge just like is back as shown. One, and his face... I think he said like one out or something. Yes, he said some baseball thing, and then yeah. Palm- Palmero like. So this is the scene where Billy really goes off the rails. Um, Palmero uh, swings balls. Ball leads him off of first. He turns around to try to tag the runner. Uh, the the twins think he wasn't tagged. The Rangers think he was tagged. I'm calling out. And this is when you get the iconic scene that I think I do remember from a kid, which was him arguing with the ump and just like staring up, being like, blah, 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 blah. then they do the classic thing where they played the air horn whenever he was like ex- supposedly cursing. No problem showing mm-hmm. half nude women, but do have a problem saying shit, I guess. I don't know. Asshole, whatever he was <laughs> saying. Um, but no, dude, he dropped the C word. It was wild. <laughs> oh, no, Billy, you can't well, do that. He did drop a word in there that we were both. Both startled by oh, we yes. each other. We'll get to that. That was one of the more <laughs> crazy appearances. Um, also, we forgot to say that he had to cut his favorite player. Remember that happened? That, that happened. We skimmed over yes. all of it. So one of yes. his favorite players, he said, the first baseball game I ever watched, he hit a 450-foot home run, but he hasn't been batting well. And so Billy uh, Billy had to take him into his office and say he was cut and released for a AAA minor leaguer they were bringing up. That obviously doesn't go well. Imagine getting fired by a 12-year-old. Um, <laughs> so he doesn't take that. This guy's been in the league longer than Billy's been alive, it sounds like. Um also, yeah, he said he said that he was gonna he, when his friends wanted to trade him. Who were the players? Do you remember what the players were? They said if you wanted, I, my friends wanted to trade me a. It was like insane players. Yes. It was like a, superstars, like a Ken Griffey and a Alex I don't Rodriguez know, or something. Alex yeah. Rodriguez yeah. card for you, and I said, oh no, no. And Sammy like, Sosa and Sosa, someone. But yeah, it was also yeah. really brought me back to like trading trading cards. Not mm-hmm. something that I ever do now. Because the hobby's, hobby gets ruined by adults, obviously. Um, but like trading, yeah, that was just like baseball cards do are, are like an underlying current in this movie where they're around or he's like looking at them or there's like the scene where Billy has his own managerial card when he's going to play the pickup baseball game. And they're like, is that him? No, couldn't be. But there's all these cuts to baseball cards. I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so Billy has to fire his friend, gets mad, also does that classic kicks the uh, kicks the dirt on the ump move, which I think is great. Um, and his mom suspends him, Brandon. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like, isn't there like, uh, yeah, like she grounds him, right? I think, I think there's a a headline of the move uh, that they show on a fake newspaper. And there is another press conference where he he calls himself, he speaks to himself in the third person. It says Bill Haywood. Bill Haywood, yes. And he says that, oh, I'm gonna accept my mom's uh, suspension or or punishment or something. Yeah, very funny. Yeah. Very another. At great... what point does the league intervene and uh, go? You know what? This is getting <laughs> this out is... of control. Billy starts like fining people five hundred dollars and threatening suspensions if they're not running it, running out the base. Like really, just some very funny stuff. Um, can they do that? Can managers? I don't uh, think so. Maybe right? they can recommend it. I don't. I don't think so. It seems like they're they're hands off, and that's like he- handled by the league. Yes, but I, I think, think it's right. sort of like how major league, how they're like, yeah, whatever. The owner picks the players just to like spoon feed it yes. to non-baseball just fans be like this is how this is just the the basic elementary understanding of what you need to know to get this movie yeah um so then they go this is the scene that we were talking about earlier they go to a vintage mcdonald's brandon which was again this movie came out in 94 we i was born in 92 you were born in 93 92 92, 92. as well wait you and yeah. i are the same age i thought i was older than you 
Well, you are by a few like months. Six months. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this was like, a, oh shit! I remember like McDonald's that looked like this. Like the cups, mm-hmm. I think, were a little before our time. But everything else, the whole vibe of the place was very late nineties. Like my the first brown time. tile, right? Yes, kind of like dude. Sort of brown tile. I yeah. used to go to my uncle. Was like could, oh, before before he had children was like and and after he had children was like the cool uncle my uncle Ted he and got he, rid of you once yeah he's he like all right yeah like, enough, enough of spoiling you and I remember a huge thing as a kid was like just my dad and my uncle would go get McDonald's breakfast in the morning and he introduced me to the sausage breed I just like have do have like childhood memories that were constantly unlocked through this movie which was a lot of fun for me including like going to old mcdonald's in the 90s before it not that there's anything wrong with mcdonald's now i famously live across the street from one but um oh i've heard about that yeah but so i'm very familiar with their uh, their wares um but yeah that was that was fun to watch i don't know if you if you got a little bite of nostalgia from seeing those old mcdonald's no, maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't know. I just was like, they're eating at McDonald's, and I didn't think anything further of that. No critical thinking here. No, no, you're just you just see yeah, McDonald's. Yes, I get that. So this is when uh, he takes a heel turn. He really starts to get mad at his friends. Um, and uh, there's a moment where Billy or one of the friends asks, "Do you think Batman has ever eaten at a McDonald's or a KFC?" So Brandon, I pose the question to you: Do you think Batman has ever eaten at a McDonald's or a KFC? No, he's rich. So that's my answer. He's a billionaire. Of course There's no not. way, right? But You know, maybe there was a weird window after his parents died where Alfred's like, I don't know what to fucking do with this kid. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to bring him to McDonald's. I don't know. Yeah, here's a double but Alfred's also a butler, so I'm sure he was also like, you know, dishing out filet mignon yeah, like every night. Food, so. Yeah, preparing food. Yeah, preparing food. Yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me. They argue, the children argue that he had, in fact, been to a McDonald's because sometimes you got to eat quickly, man. That was what they said. And then that's when Billy says... Stop being an R word. Billy drops the R word so in this movie hard. so hard. And it's like at in the time period, 1994, not an offensive thing to say. Now a word neither of us are saying. So it kind of puts it in perspective. Seeing an 11-year-old look at the camera and say, hey, stop being be an, an R word. I immediately Oof. texted you. I immediately texted you. And I saw it a few minutes before you, I yeah. think. And I was like, I saw it and I was startled. I can't, it, it was the probably one of the few times I laughed out loud, but n- and definitely the only time I laughed out loud from shock and not, from shock. not yeah. like this is a very funny thing. It was just, yeah, it was wild to me that there's they bleeped out all the other words he said when he's yelling at the umpire, but have no, no problem dropping the R word in the middle of like a pretty innocent scene. So um, at this point, Billy is... Uh, getting he's completely turned heel. Chris Berman interviews him. We have a Chris Berman sighting. You saw mm-hmm. that. Um, and Billy has a meltdown. He doesn't like his line of questioning, and he just storms off in the middle of the interview. Throws his hey, mic down. Wouldn't we all do that if Chris Berman was interviewing us? Yeah, the boom, boomer. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, the original boomer. <laughs> what do you think? So Billy's having a meltdown at this point. Um, uh, he gets mad at Lou for being bad and dating his mom and tries to give him a curfew. Do you remember that? Lou's like snu- oh, yeah. snuggling with his mom on the couch and Billy can't fall asleep and he comes out and he's like, oh, well, if my bedtime's 11, your bedtime's 1130. Also, 11 for a 12-year-old. My dude, you're living in heaven. What's going on? Don't complain. Dude, he's watching porn. He's eating chicken fingers. <laughs> he's living the life. He probably has a healthy salary. Yeah. You know, he's doing good. That was something else I thought. Like, is he making hundreds of thousands of dollars? That's never addressed. Well, he also owns the team. So That's also making, true. Yeah, you know, it's the most similar to... Similar to um, uh, our boy Dan Jennings, who is the Marlins uh, wow. GM, yeah. who's like, fuck it, I'm the manager now. That's, so similar to that, minus him being a, a, a sad uh, 50-year-old man yes. compared to a, a uh, An sad child. 11-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he starts, I wrote, really starts to be an asshole here. 
can't talk right now, sitting on friend. Oh, do you remember that saying where he calls yes. his friend and he's like, can't talk right now, we're sitting on Lloyd's head? Just breaking <laughs> Lloyd's neck. <laughs> that really cried. I don't know why, but the Lloyd stuff really got to me. I thought that was very funny. Um, then, then, oh, then, uh, what's the character? What's the first base all-stars that's dating his mom's character's name? Whatever, that guy. The, uh, Timothy Busfeld. That's yeah, the actor. that's the actor's name, yeah. He um he says, hey, you know why the guy you've been screaming at and trying to th- th- like threaten with uh, suspensions and fines for not running out isn't playing well? He's got separated ribs. Now, uh, separated ribs was not an injury I thought actually existed because I've watched sports for decades and have never heard of a separated rib. Or if I have, I forgot it. But I Googled it, and it is a real injury that can happen. Is that just like when they're like bent a little bit? It's when cool. the cartilage of the rib is separated from your breastplate, your breastbone. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. So oh, that seems horrible. Also, I like how see that the the chain of command is all messed up in this organization. <laughs> There's no... Why is the first baseman <laughs> saying to the manager, "Where's the medical staff yeah, here? There's two coaches. There's no What's happening? The GM MIA. No. He's barely there. He's wearing around. a suit, running around once in a while. That's about it. Very funny. Yeah. So. That's the kind of moment where he starts to realize that, oh, I think I lost it. He's walking around the streets of, I guess, Minnesota. I really thought it was Chicago. Um, and stumbles upon these kids who only have, like, they're missing one extra player before they can play. And so he Oh, volunteers. fun fact. You know who one of the kids was? No, who? You watch Mad Men? I am in the middle of the... I'm at the end of the fourth season right now, yeah. Pete Campbell was one of the kids. No way, really? Yeah, the taller blonde kid. Oh, I totally missed that. I totally missed that. Did you see it and looked it up and it was true? He looked familiar to me, and I looked it up, yeah. and I was like, confirmed. That's that was like one of his first movies. That's How about so that? funny. Wow, I didn't realize he'd been acting that long. The first thing I ever saw him in was Mad Men. Uh, he, uh, definitely the first movie where he, or the only movie where he was the tallest person there. <laughs> That's true. I would say. Yeah, not a lot of the, not a lot of that going on afterwards. Um, so he plays pickup basketball, and he, uh, or baseball, truly, um, truly just becomes like back to old Billy. I think, uh, there's a moment where, um, where he's on the bus and he sits next to the all-star first baseman who's dating his mom. And he goes, Hey, you know, I once had a manager tell me that it's all about having fun. And then it really comes over Billy that he's been playing the game wrong. That might've happened before the pickup game or after. I don't remember what the, what the, the chronological order that is, but Billy turns it around and Brandon, they force the one game playoff with the Mariners. They're in a division battle. Is that a division battle? No, because the Minnesota's in the I, oh, it's a wild card battle. That's what it is. I can't, oh, okay, I can't yeah. believe I got my divisions myself like that. I'm an idiot. Um, it happens. Listen, Brandon, it's the off season for us too. Um, and so they have a one car, one game wild card playoff game, and this is where we get the all stars come in, Brandon. This what is, a monster team Seattle was, also. Yes. Um, okay, I wrote. Uh, how long does it take to pay? Oh, that was a funny scene too. Did you ever see that? Did Which you one? ever see that? You definitely saw it. Um, so he tells his mom, Man, Mom, I'm tired of being a grown-up. Hey, kid, me too. You know what I mean, Brandon? Hey, I'm a, I wish I was an 11-year-old who owned a <laughs> baseball team. That'd be pretty sick. Um, they're also, okay, this is the other thing that I wrote down as being like, oh, what are the politics of this movie? I think they're definitely like left-leaning because there's they're fishing. The kids are fishing. And he goes, one, one of the friends goes, one day you might not even have a river to fish in. I don't know. I saw that in a commercial. Which I think was a, re- a reference to global warming. I don't know. I think so. Well, it's the the company that did it was Casarock, which did Seinfeld. I know we mentioned Jerry oh, Seinfeld. Yes. But did Seinfeld? It's Carl Reiner's company, so oh, they're definitely okay. liberal leaning. Oh, interesting. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so they dropped that line, um, which I thought was very funny. And uh, oh, and then they get into an argument. Billy has to do his homework before they can do the wild card game. And there's a yeah. A, what they just all of a sudden dropped that he was in school still. Yes. Right. I don't think they talked about it at all before. No, he stops attending school. It seems he just doesn't really do homework anymore. Um, he's eating 
eating chicken fingers in a hotel room. He's not doing his work. Um, but he's got to do a, a word problem, and it leads to a very funny scene where they're all asking. I think the question was, if you paint a house in three hours and I paint a house in five hours, how long does it take for both of us to paint a house together? Um, and nobody knows the answer. It's a very funny scene where they keep asking people. And before you know it, they're all in front of the whiteboard, chalkboard, whatever, trying to do the math, figuring it out. And then the aforementioned Bowers, the relief pitcher that uh, is played by the weekend at Bernie's guy comes in and is like, I got this. Don't worry, guys. See, I thought, and I was trying to do the math in my head. Wouldn't it just be the average? Wouldn't you just add them together, divide by two, it's four? That's what I thought. Someone proposed that, and they said no, but I was like, I think that would be yeah, right. Yeah, I was assuming it was like right in the middle of their two averages, but I guess both of them would be, we're going to sound so stupid, both of them would be less than their, their initial number, so it would have to be under three hours, right? Because I think... It, I guess. The, okay, Bowers is right. It was one and seven-eighths was the final answer, because he multiplied yeah. both of them and then divided and both then of them divided by the addition. And then divided by adding them together, but I was like, I don't know why you do that. No. What do I know? I also haven't thought about math in a decade so not the guy to talk to about <laughs> not this. a math pod not a math pod famously um the friends keep giving advice as he's walking out to manage the final game and then it's when we get our ken griffey jr sighting who has never there's just two moments in here where it's like oh i forgot how fucking cool ken griffey jr was until he cranks a three-run homer just like belts it over the right field wall and does that iconic like chest up arm down mm-hmm. with the bat in hand watching it go over the fence and i was just like man this is not also i knew that there was no way that ken griffey jr agreed to be in the movie without as like being the schmuck of it you know what i mean this will come again later in the very finale of the movie but i was like ken griffey jr doesn't agree to a screenplay that is like he grounds out to first or he grounds into a double or like you know what i mean like he's like he does fall for their famous trick play but has the huge home run and then the game winning catch at the end of the game so he, he yeah but um, yeah, so they hit a three-run homer. Then, like Brandon just said, they bust out the play that they've been working on at practice all all year, all season, which is the fake throw to first base. First baseman dives as though it's a wild pitch. Griffey sees them over trying to look for the ball, and they run to second. And then, it, wait, pitcher has the ball the whole time. He never threw it to first, tosses it to the second baseman, and tags Griffey, pulls the ball alone, and just places it on Griffey's chest as he's approaching the base, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, incredible move. But they love the, uh, I think the rookie, yes. the rookie of the year, excuse me, did a similar thing, yes. right? Where like the first baseman, I think Gary Busey was the first baseman there. A lot of similarities here. I did not know he that. Was, was Gary Busey in that movie? I think Gary Busey is one of them. Is like the Timothy Busfeld of that movie. That's so funny. I had no idea. That's so mm-hmm. funny. Um, yeah, but I do think there's a similar scene in the rookie of the year where he does that. I definitely, I must have seen this movie as a kid. I have very little recollection of anything in it, but there's no way like, a mid nineties baseball movie came out when I was a child and I didn't watch it is my logic behind mm-hmm. it. And same. And the, and the poster looked so similar. They're familiar. Excuse me. The white poster, the, not the one with the ump yelling at his face, but the other alternative yes. movie poster looked very familiar. Yeah. Maybe it was just in a blockbuster or a Hollywood video when I was running around as a kid and never got it, but looked very familiar. Um, but yeah, so then the game comes down, Brandon, we're in it. We're in it. We're at the end. Um, trick play works. Oh, uh, Lou, Lou is the guy's name. I think, right. The first baseman. Yes. Okay. Lou. Lou. So Lou comes up to bat. Um, there's a man on man on first. It's the bottom of the twelfth, I think. Does that sound right? Uh, that sounds about right. And, yeah. And they were in. They were in a. Uh, they were. They're down by one. A run scored after a yep. ball hit a pebble, and the third baseman bop, bobbled it. And they, they, third baseman close. never saw that player up until the end. Never no saw. No clue him. Who that guy was. I don't know why he was. He was the clown of it. Yeah. But. No dialogue. Nothing. Why? Yeah. Why not do a character that has already been established and is already somebody that the, the audience is familiar with? That's a great point. Um, look at you, you little screenwriter. Look at this guy. He's a little screenwriter. Well, I made a pilot. <laughs> and uh, so then Lou's going up and he's like, 
I asked your mom to marry me. And he goes, uh, what did she say? And Lou goes, she told me to ask you. And it's like, mom, what are you doing? <laughs> Giving this kid way too much power. Come you on. guys have a toxic relationship. Yes, we agree. This is no longer a healthy mom and son relationship. You are giving dating advice and receiving dating advice from your son. Um, but he says, all right, hit a home run and you can marry her. Oh, wait, never mind. You can marry her anyways. Now, this is when they bring out Randy Johnson, Brandon. Randy Johnson. Um, Dude, once again, monster team. Monster, this Mariners team. Monster team. What? Dave Magadan was there too. Monster team. Yes. Also was a moment where I was where I, I thought to myself, there's no way Randy Johnson agrees to this unless he gets the final out. He's not going to be put in this movie. And the, not going to be the clown. Not going to be the clown that gets walked off. And also... Mm-hmm. I know Billy's gotten a lot of heat for being a bad manager. If you have Randy Johnson in the bullpen, what are you doing waiting in a one-game playoff series to put him in until the bottom of the 12th inning? He should have been out there in 8-9. and nine. What's going on? I agree. that Lou Pinello was the manager. You saw him in, yes. the, in the dugout. Yes. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't know. Maybe he recently started. May, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. But also modern baseball where you bring in the starting pitcher, the famous starting pitcher. Yes. You know, so, so uh, you know, some similarities there to the modern game. These movies are ahead of themselves, Brandon. Their movies are ahead of themselves. So Lou gets a hold of one, really rips it to, to left center field. It's flying. Griffey's sprinting. There's a couple of great tracking shots of Griffey as he's running through, like just full speed sprinting in center field. Um, goes up, jumps to the fence, waits a second, pulls the ball out of the crowd, and they rob the home run, and it, the walk-off is unsuccessful. The Mariners advance to the playoff, and the Twins are eliminated. Um, somber mood, understandably somber mood mm-hmm. after that happens. The boys head back into the dugout. They're talking. And then what do they say? Hold on. I think I wrote down what they said. Um, oh, no, never mind. The The security guard comes in. The security guard who in the very beginning of the movie told him to get off the field because he didn't realize he was the owner slash future manager of the Minnesota Twins and goes, Billy, they still, they're still here. And he goes, what are you talking about? And he starts to walk. They do like a one shot of him walking out of the dugout into the crowd and it's just boisterous everybody's giving him a round of applause a standing ovation and i got goosebumps brandon i'm a little sensitive boy you know i did mm-hmm. uh and he's like turning around and i just remember thinking like that's what you and i when we were 11 were dreaming of is in a major league baseball stadium like cheering for you as you walk out so i think that's probably why it it hit me a little bit harder um and yeah, because you realize time moves quickly, and then you missed your opportunity to be an 11-year-old owner-manager. I, I was too busy fucking around as an 11-year-old. I wasn't even being a manager. <laughs> You're too busy watching the night nurses of New Jersey. <laughs> Listen, that pay-per-view was not supposed to be paid for. There was supposed to be no bill, Brandon. The blood's not on my hands. Um, and then the rest of the team comes out, and they get a standing ovation. Great moment. The fans still love their team, even though they got eliminated. And as they should, it seemed like a fun team. Uh, I mean, that you have a 12-year-old as a manager. You have to watch every game if that's what's going on with your baseball team. And the, uh, the movie ends. It's curtain call brandon that's it that's that's the little big league movie so so what do you think what are you what's your ratings how, how many billy haywoods do you give it out of how five? many r words do you give it out of ten? How many <laughs> words do you give it? So, um i would say uh, this criteria that we're that we're uh we're grading these movies on writing these movies on is at least i'm stealing this from the doughboys did they accomplish what they set out to accomplish now is this a movie i would recommend to friends absolutely not unless you wanted to just like <laughs> have a goofy movie to watch is like you yeah. were falling asleep or like you just needed some time to kill um no i would not recommend this to friends that being said it is a kids movie it's a good kids movie as far as sports movies go um the performances are all pretty bad 
if we're being honest. Like, Dude, the actors, aside from the Bowers one, yes. who were the players on this team? And the first baseman, of course. Yes, and like the first baseman, pretty good actor. He was pretty, he was all right. He was good, ba- yeah. Bowers, Bowers had the most defined character. Like, you just... He was like clearly a smart guy who liked to use big words. He was like very like a, a border like not flamboyant but like boisterous and like a you know cranky, um, yes. cranky type. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a little more talkative, I feel like, than cranky though. Who knows though? We don't know what cranky's like in the dugout. Um, but everybody else just kind of blended into the same player. I mean, there was like the the relief pitcher who came around on uh, on the kid in the end. Um, also, this is another crazy thing we didn't talk about. The kid is correcting mechanics. The kid is like, "Hey, your curveball is great. You're just releasing it a little too high." And I'm like, "How do you know that? What do you? How do you know major league mechanics? You're a child. You're a small child. You got a little rain man yeah, uh, uh, you did, yeah. managing your team here. You know, some of the kids, some of the players should have just punted that kid. Yeah. I think there. I think if if a if a team hired a child to be their manager, mm-hmm. I think there would be a protest. Yes, I think that uh, the child would would have, would be fired, and then. Uh, but I also think I kind of agree that there would be a sold out crowd the first night. Absolutely, that the child. This is must managed. see television. This is must see television. Um, uh, but anyways, I give this for what it wanted to accomplish and how successful it was in accomplishing that. I'd say I'd give this seven R words out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a positive. That's positive. That's a seven that's stars positive. out of ten stars. I think they did. Hey, for, it was. Uh, there's moments of humor. The kid was fine. He wasn't like noticeably bad. He wasn't noticeably good. Yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't commanding the room in moments that it felt yes. like he needed to be. Um, and yeah, you know, it's good. It was good sports moments. That we had some great cameos. Yeah, it was a fun movie. It was seven out of I, ten. Stars. I agree. Seven R words out of ten. <laughs> Um, I would have liked to hear him say it a few more times. Bump it up. <laughs> no, Brandon. No, uh, no more no. night nurses and more R words, <laughs> and then you got a Scorsese movie, and go. that's you know, Mart. When Scorsese got this uh this script, he said, "There's only one R word. Here. One- I can't do this. <laughs> can't do this. There's not enough R words. What's going on here?" Um, now what is going to be your letterboxed or personal five star review for this? Because this is a two out of five stars. Okay, so so you can't give our words on letterbox. <laughs> I don't use letterbox because I don't know why. Because I would I don't know uh, too much social media in my life. I feel that. I would give it a two and a half yeah. probably. Yeah, it's a solid fifty. I mean, it did what it accomplished, but it's. You know, nothing to write home about. No, no. Made a made a good point. But glad we watched it. It was a fun movie. It was also clocked in at a full two hours, which I wasn't expecting. Too long. Too long. But, like, what do you cut out? Like, you cut out... The, uh, clearly, the R word is the first yeah, thing you a... cut out. <laughs> That's the first thing you <laughs> no, you, you add that in, so it's long. It'd be like two and a half hours after that. Um, no, I, I... You can't, because there's so much of a setup. Yes. So long of a setup. Then the, Maybe you cut the night nurses. I think that's what yeah, you cut. Yeah, you could probably cut that. <laughs> you probably no save a few minutes off Maybe of that. Maybe cut some of the mom, like the, well, but like, and then the whole second act, like a 45 minute arc is Billy becoming an asshole, being an asshole, and then realizing that he doesn't need to be an asshole anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm fine with it. Whatever. It was two hours to kill. I was, I was like not a hundred percent paying attention, you know, it's kind of doing something else, but yeah, Brandon, that's it. That's little big league. Little Big League, we did it. Uh, you know, we're T Bus heads, Timothy Busfeld fans. <laughs> we're T Bus heads. We love it. We love the Pete Crow Armstrong connection. We're into it uh, all. Around. We're into it. Um, well, yeah, Brandon. I guess that's the show. We got no, yeah, no feature fans, no Degroms of the week, no sixty second stories. I feel like they got some sixty second stories up at the top. So you know, they're they're the fans, the fans. They're doing fine. Okay, they're doing fine. Also, if you noticed, we don't have any ads right now. That's just a temporary thing. Ads will be coming back in the future. Just as of right now, there's a slight miscommunication. We weren't able to get the ads in time for the record. Um, unless we get an email, Brandon's face just lit up. Did we get an email with the ads? Okay, maybe in post production there, maybe yeah. there may be some ads. Um, 
we'll see how it goes. Honestly, we'll see how it goes. If I if we get around to it, we get around to it. Otherwise, I'll be back next week. Um, but yeah, Brandon, I think that's it. Why don't you plug your Twitter account? Plug your uh, plug our email. We can get out of here. You can follow me at Brando Grosso on Twitter, and you can also follow us at NL Feast on Twitter. Follow me at on Twitter. NL Feast Sam. Send us a send us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. We will read it on air, answer any questions you have, and please leave a five star review. Leave a five star review on Apple iTunes, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and we will read anything you write. So yeah, long as it's five stars. Buy us stars. an iTunes card. Buy us that. an iTunes card, please. Um, and I think that does it for us here, Brandon. Anything else before we get out of here? Bye-bye. Bye-bye.